Hello and welcome to Fintech Bytes, a podcast series from CMS, in which we will discuss and provide insight into some of the latest technology and regulatory developments, market trends and issues affecting fintech and innovation in financial services. Hi everybody and welcome to the CMS Fintech Bytes podcast series. My name is Yasmin Johau and I'm an associate in the financial services team and a member of the Fintech practice group at CMS. I'm delighted to be joined by my co-host today, Reeve Boyd, who is also an associate in the same team specialising in litigation. Reeve, hi, how are you doing? Hi Yasmin, I'm doing good, thank you. Good, good. Today, Reeve and I will discuss the five key trends that we expect to shape the UK fintech market in 2023 and showcase what we think listeners should be aware of uh, over the coming year. So let's just start off with the first trend. I think the first trend that we should be looking at in 2023 is greater regulation for fintech. Regulators, in my view, uh, across the globe have released a plethora of regulation around this topic. In the UK alone, the FCA has a number of consultations and policy papers out focusing on fintech and various different subcategories, such as central bank digital currencies, crypto assets, stable coins, buy now, pay later, and so on and so forth. There's also a significant amount of regulatory activity in Europe, which may well inform or influence changes in the UK regulatory environment, in addition to potentially impacting fintechs who operate across borders. For example, we've all heard of Mika, the changes in uh, the European regulation and legal appetite with respect to crypto assets. There's also the Digital Markets Act and the Data Act. I think 2023 will be a year of increased scrutiny and oversight from regulators worldwide. A lot of regulators already have rules and requirements for fintech regulation, although footnote, the activities are regulated and the firms are authorised, but the technology itself isn't regulated. However, I do think since the collapse of multiple businesses in 2022, there will be a closer look and refinement of these rules. Fintech and particularly the crypto market itself will need to work to regain consumer trust because of the various, or one of another word, catastrophes that took place with FDX. Obviously, we've heard about Genesis going in, um, going into bankruptcy, and the market does feel quite bare with many coins down a substantial amount compared to last year. This, however, isn't always a bad thing. I think it will lead to a positive. Uh, maturity in the market with a focus on transparency and consumer protection across the crypto sector as well as other fintech companies. So in my view, I think that's one of the first key trends we need to be thinking about in 2023, the regulatory landscape. And Reeve, obviously you're a litigator. Maybe I'll hand over to you to see if you think there's anything that's worth um, looking out for in 2023 in this space. Thanks, Yasmin. Yes, uh, a further trend that I expect to see is a significant uptick in litigation in relation to fintech. The ongoing bear market in crypto assets, as you described, or the crypto winter, as it is commonly referred to, has caused financial distress for many crypto hedge funds, exchanges and lenders, with several entering insolvency proceedings. 
With this expected to continue, we would expect to see the number of crypto-related disputes substantially increasing throughout 2023, particularly as we are seeing a growing market for litigation funding in this area. As creditors look to recover unpaid debts and other liabilities, these disputes are also likely to become more varied and complex in nature. Following from several judgments throughout the last couple of years, we would also expect to see the court to continue to develop the law in order to provide greater protections for potential claimants. This is particularly true for cases involving financial crime, which is one of the biggest challenges for fintech and financial services as a whole. Criminals have always looked to exploit new technology and fintech is no different, particularly as there is a lack of consumer knowledge and appropriate safeguards in certain instances. To date, the courts of England and Wales have been willing to act with urgency to counteract fraud and other forms of financial crime. This has been mainly achieved by the courts seeking to arm claimants with a number of remedies to assist the recovery of their stolen assets through a continued development of the law. With there being no sign of the amount of litigation slowing down throughout 2023, we look forward to reviewing these developments in due course. Thanks, Reeve. I suppose this all sounds quite negative, doesn't it? You know, greater litigation, more regulatory scrutiny, more compliance. Although as a regular, that's probably great for me. But in terms of the market, there's a lot going on. So I suppose actually maybe let's take a spin on this and look at other topics such as new products and new propositions that are going to be available. I suppose one thing I'm really interested in looking at in 2023 is the development of embedded finance. I think there's going to be an increased popularity of embedded finance in 2023. Embedded finance refers to the use of financial tools and services by non-financial providers. Apple Pay is an example of embedded finance. Interestingly, research published in September 2022 by Bain & Co projects that by 2026, embedded finance will exceed US 7 trillion of total US financial transactions, which is an increase from US 2.6 trillion in 2021. They also expect that projections will hold true despite the current market volatility and recession risk. So that, of course, in itself is a very positive uh, thing to be looking out for over the next couple of years. And I think naturally in 2023, given this increased um, projections in terms of activity, embedded finance will be adopted more widely. I suppose, you know, how are we getting there? Well, of course, it's going to be led by inclusive fintech startups. Embedded finance can in itself empower consumers who were perhaps previously marginalised in the traditional financial sector. It also actually offers a less restrictive environment with lower costs and a larger consumer and customer base, naturally stimulating innovation further. Most embedded finance is within the payments, the banking and the lending space, for example, buy now, pay later. But it is expected that embedded trading, investment, capital markets and insurance will be developing the market more generally. Embedded finance will likely continue to improve the customer experience and provide new opportunities for businesses to offer 
innovative financial products and services. So I think this is going to be something which is going to be a positive spin over 2023 and the years to come. So maybe let's move on to another trend, you know, the, the key the key word, which starts with F, that we probably should be talking about, which I will now let Reeve maybe mention, and perhaps I can get your views on what you think about funding. Thank you, Yasmin. And well, I must admit it's possible that this should have been trend number one, given that funding is vital for these wonderfully innovative companies to thrive, which we all hope to see. As recently reported by the fintech industry body, Innovate Finance, 2022 saw a slowdown in investment in fintech compared to 2021 from a global perspective. Whilst a sizable figure, the $92 billion that fintech attracted in venture capital, for example, represents a noticeable drop on the $130 billion invested in 2021. Looking at the UK in particular, there are a number of very interesting takeaways from the Innovate Finance Report. First, the UK managed to bag $12.5 billion in investment in 2022, with London as a global financial hub taking the lion's share, which cemented its place in second position to the US globally for fintech investment. However, it should be said that the $12.5 billion that was invested into UK fintech represents an 8% overall drop from 2021, and that almost three quarters of the UK's investment was seen in the first half of 2022 alone, showing that the downturn in investment mainly took place in the latter half of 2022. Looking forward, I consider that these figures are largely reassuring, particularly given the challenges faced last year. Whilst the first half of 2023 may initially be weaker, it is likely that the latter half of 2023 will see an uptick in investment in this space. Firms will still be able to access capital, but the deal terms may be less attractive compared to what they were a few years ago. This is because investors may look for safer businesses with lower cash burn and solid, more dependable growth, as opposed to potentially high growth high burn businesses that might previously have attracted attention. The types of funding considerations therefore change. Private equity firms, for example, may be on the lookout for firms that are profit generating, innovative or of strong management teams. Venture capitalists, whilst treading cautiously, are still investing, but are looking to gain more conviction on businesses over a longer period of time before committing. With that in mind, I'll now pass back to you, Yasmin, to discuss the fifth and last trend for us all to be looking out for. And before I do, I should add that I'm particularly excited to hear about this one. Thanks, Reeve. I suppose, from my perspective, the last trend we need to be looking at is ESG. ESG stands for Environmental, Social and Governance. Um, and financial offerings combined with ESG I think in 2023 will be the emerging face of fintech. There obviously has been an explosive, uh, apologies, there has been an explosion in environmental and social consciousness, especially amongst young investors who are often the target market for fintech product offerings. We've seen a ton of new apps launched around ethical savings, investment funds, you know, products that have carbon neutral statistics or even have the breakdown of gas emission and water usage of companies that are part of the investment portfolio. So we've seen a lot of ESG metrics and ESG solutions in 2022. And as the regulatory scrutiny bites 
and as consumer appetite changes, I think ESG is going to be a big continued focus for 2023. We're also seeing firms provide statistics on how diverse their boards are and how much of their management team is made up of males and females or perhaps those from ethnic minorities. Of course, this in itself is going to be more attractive to to investors and part of their investment decisions. I suppose stereotypically, we always look at the E when we look at ESG, the environmental side, but social is also important as is governance. I think in 2023, fintech offerings are especially attractive in relation to these social clauses, such as inclusion and diversity, since fintech can be used to promote microeconomics, target niche markets, and address customers' diverse needs in a flexible and speedy manner. Fintech founders who are from more diverse backgrounds also find that the industry gives them more scope to succeed than the more traditional banking and finance industries. Obviously, those industries are doing a stellar job, but fintech has the the, the unique use case of technological advancement, which can provide propositions that have a tech focus, of course. And then I suppose on the green side, we're going to see a rapid development of new green fintechs, as well as implementation of good practices among those products that don't necessarily agree with the 100% green approach. There's definitely room to grow here, and I think that fintech will likely take advantage of the ESG focus. Reeve, obviously, before you wrap up, do you think there's anything that we've missed that our listeners should be aware of? Um, obviously, we can't go into the, the full the full set of you know, trends, but are there any other key things that we should be we should be putting uh, focus on? Well, I'm sure we could be here all day discussing things we're interested in looking out for. But for five key trends, I think we've done a good job. Some further food for thought, though, which may be touched upon in later podcasts, could be a consideration of how the employment space will change, especially given the recent news regarding job cuts in the crypto space. Further, I'm expecting to see how the metaverse continues to impact the landscape and how fintech firms will navigate the economic downturn to become more attractive for consumers, such as those who may be able to help drive savings, for example. Whatever the developments, it's clear that fintech needs fintech firms need to keep on top of the fast-paced and constantly changing environment and seek legal, financial and business advice to ensure that their business offering and strategy is suited to the market. We at CMS can provide that specialist advice to any of our listeners as needed. Perfect. And now let's wrap up. Thanks everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you want any further details around this topic or any of the points we've discussed specifically in this podcast, then you can reach out to me or Yasmin and our details are linked below in the description of this podcast. We also frequently publish thought leadership on this area. Alternatively, you can visit our FinTech webpage and Twitter page, which is linked below. Thanks everyone for listening and take care.